Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I'm going to start us off with our high fives and face palms. And mine's a high five. And that is, um, I always really loved watching both of you cook with your kids. And, and Felicia, I like have this image of you cooking with Cohen when he was really little. And I was kind of excited to be able to do that. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe every kid's different, but I feel like, you know, like a year to 18 months isn't a great time for, unless you're just like, throwing spoons around, you know, like that's fine. But it's been fun because probably for the last, I don't know how long, six months or however, I've been able to really cook with Emmett and it is so fun. I've really loved it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, because that's something that I already need to do. Like it's something that I'm doing for my family anyway, but it's fun because he really loves to do it with me. So it's this really fun connecting time, but we're already doing something that I need to be doing Mm -hmm. and he loves it. And there's certain things that he actually is really good at. Like it, Obviously, there's some things where I do have to be a little more hands-on with them, but there's certain things where it's like he can actually do it. Yeah. And so it's just been really fun because I love everything about it. It feels like a win-win-win in every way because, number one, we're connecting. Number two, I feel like he actually is learning, like, skills mm-hmm. about, like, how, like, he's becoming more coordinated with it. Slash, I feel like he's growing to have, like, a positive association with cooking, which I like. And anyway, and, like, he gets to taste it, which then I feel like helps him enjoy the meal when we actually do eat it because he's like been taste testing the whole way so he enjoy like he feels like he's and the pride. He feels proud yeah. to like present it you know like when dad like when cam comes home it's like he tells him like what he did for it mm. so it's just so fun because and there's certain meals that we make that he's like really good at helping with like we have this salmon recipe that we make a marinade for it and it's mostly just like lemon olive oil and like salt and he like loves making it he loves drinking it he like anyway so it's just so fun so that's been a huge high five and something that I have like thoroughly enjoyed doing so if you aren't doing it already and you maybe want to I feel like two two and a half is an okay age to even like start the process mm-hmm. and, it's yeah. been really fun. and as they get older they're legitimately helpful I mean yeah. now I mean I have like a full-blown Army. crew of <laughs> yeah. sous chefs in my house it's fabulous yeah, yeah. I mentioned Somehow I was having a conversation with a friend maybe two weeks ago, and she she was like, "Wait, hold on, your five year old can make scrambled eggs." I mean, I don't let him I don't let him turn on the stove because we have a gas stove and that sounds dangerous to me. But like you know, he'll crack them, he'll stir them, you know. And she actually got like teary eyed. She's like, "I didn't learn how to make scrambled eggs till I was like twenty two. You know what I mean? Like, why did nobody teach me how to do that? You know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I have never thought of that, but. Yeah. yeah, you're just giving them life skills, and you're and already like, doing it. So. And they're having, like, this positive association because they're, like, connecting with you during it. So I feel like it's – because then if you wait until they're totally good at doing it, then they might not always want to do it, you know, because mm-hmm. then they're at an age where it's like, well, I'm so busy doing other things. So in my mind, I'm thinking if we're building up, like, this positive association with it now, then hopefully as they get older and maybe they do become too busy for other things, they still have this positive thing with it that maybe can – yeah, my, do it, my kids you know? still ask, like, if I start cooking, they're like, can I help you? You know, so. Yeah, totally. I, I think the positive and the, I feel like anytime we can connect during something we have, like, we're already going to do, mm-hmm. I just think we put so much pressure on ourselves to, like, 
do like all this one-on-one stuff that's like kid stuff yeah, and like then there's like adult fun. stuff mm-hmm. and besides being something we're already doing so we can connect I've read multiple books that say that's how we raise willingly helpful kids mm-hmm. is we bring them into like adult tasks and they can see the work of the family so like all around good yeah, yeah. all around high five Okay, I have a face palm. It also involves cooking. <laughs> so our spice drawer, we have our spice drawer is like you just, it's just like a plot drawer and all our spices lay flat in it. And Wes loves to play with, like stack up the spices, get them out, whatever. So like two days ago, I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I smelling B.O. happening in the general area of our kitchen? I know where this is going. Oh, <laughs> so I can't find the smell. I realize it's cumin, at, cumin, whatever, at some point, and, but I can't find it. <laughs> then near the stove, I notice we have like rolling laundry bins no. filled with cumin. No. Let's have taken off the lid into clean clothes, mind you. Oh, no. And just emptied an entire jar of cumin into the freshly washed clothes. One of the worst possible spices to put (gasps) in. It literally smells like... Anything else. (laughs) Choose any other spice. I don't care. Anything would be better. And it was so hard to clean up. I was going to say, does it... I don't know. Does it... Because it's also dark. Like, cumin's kind of dark. Yeah, so I had to, like, shake them all off. It's kind of stick. It's kind of like so fine that it's sticking on everything. Oh, Oh, it was a disaster, (laughs) and I still can smell it like in my house. It's not gone. And on clothes, (laughs) yes, the worst place for it. I know. Anyways, that's my I have kind of a strong feeling about cumin. Like if it asks for, I I don't know. If it asks for a teaspoon, (laughs) I do like a fourth because I I get I I get that the flavor adds a little bit. Yes, but I. I can't have too much for me. Like when it's I cook, it's powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful. And if too much, it kind of smells like bo to me. Yes, so totally. Oh, I agree. It's mm. a spicy thing. Mm. Uh, I like that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry though. Uh, that's really hard, but that's funny. Okay, well, mine's also face palm today, and that is. <laughs> so we have a Tahoe that I appreciate so much. You saw the Tahoe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I you do. drove it today because my Jeep had the check engine issue again. Oh god! I mean the heater, the heater issue. Anyway, okay. we don't need to get into that. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm face palming about is the Tahoe. It's a great, it's a great vehicle, but we can't get the check engine light to go off. We've had it fixed. I mean, like at the shop, they're like, "This is great. Like, there's nothing wrong with this thing, except for the check engine lights on. It's really old." Right, but I love it because it's paid for. I mean, it's just great, right? It's reliable, old gal. And and we've needed it sometimes because my Jeep also sometimes needs to go into the shop. So anyway, I was driving this baby. The Jeep was out of commission. I was driving the Tahoe, and we couldn't get it to register because for because so, Utah is very intense about yeah, registration. In, in the county I live in, you have to have the check engine light off to um, be able to pass emissions, which means then you can register your car. Yeah. So anyway, but I hadn't been driving the Tahoe, so it hadn't really mattered. But I needed to drive the Tahoe because my Jeep was not working. Anyway, you guys are getting too much information here. The point <laughs> is, I got an expired registration ticket, right? I get pulled over, oh, got an expired registration ticket. I'm like, okay, I deserve this. It's okay. <laughs> I know that. 
like a week within a week I get pulled over again Aww. for some other random thing like my taillight was out or something and he's like did you know that you're expired registration I'm like yes I do I know I like I really know and I've already got a ticket for it and he was like well I'm gonna give you another one Aww. so I got two I have two I mean they're taking care of it at this point but like it's still it's mm. still rankering me and it is registered now my husband's a superhero and he figured it out and it's great and it's registered but still two guys two within like a week and I mean it's been years since I've even been pulled over right and it wasn't for speeding I just got pulled over for something random and then got the expired registration no. ticket twice in two separate cities. Like they don't, and they don't apparently two commu- cities. They don't oh. apparently communicate with each other. No. And he's like, just so you know, you can do a like a fix a thing and bring it into us. And I'm like, you are like 20 minutes from my house. That's never gonna happen. Not just, worth it. <laughs> how can I pay for this? You know what I mean? Like, oh, can I pay you here? Do you take cash? <laughs> can I just pay you off right Venmo? now? <laughs> Because then you have to call each separate city separately oh. and, like, do this little thing. Like, I couldn't just take care of them together. Anyway, so, yeah, two, two guys tickets for the same thing, separate cities. And, nice. again, thanks, Jeff, for taking care of all of that. It was fabulous. He just fixed it. But. That hurts me. This is triggering me because I'm riding real dirty right now. <laughs> I think my registration is expired. And my driver's license is expired. So if you get pulled over, it's going to be a... It's going to be a problem. <laughs> Well, make sure and your we live right <laughs> next to the police station. There's always 20 police cars yeah. on the road we drive yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, make sure your taillights are working and you don't have a smashed mirror like I am. <laughs> I backed into a pole <laughs> and smashed my mirror. And guys, the Tahoe has mirrors that actually flip back, made so that you can run into stuff and they're still okay. You can back through things and they're still okay. I just happened to hit the column. I mean, I've I've backed into things so many times. I happened to hit the column so at the right angle that it destroyed the mirror, like shattered the mirror. I get home just like, how is it even possible? These mirrors bend backwards, and I'm like, I don't even know. Okay. So this is another face palm, but apparently, no problem. I've never been in an actual moving collision except for that I hit things. Stationary, <laughs> Stationary things all the time. I think you're both proving that neither of you are credible. Stay away no. from Stay away from For real. I saw this thing. It was like, my life looks put together, but I have to pee really, really bad all the time. But that's how I'm feeling about this. I might look like I have under control, but like my driver's license, like anything to do with cars, it is all expired. Oh, oh I hope hilarious. that... Your mother is not listening right now. Yes. She would not be happy yeah. with us. Yeah, I'm really glad we got this off our chest. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, that was a good therapy good session. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about spring today. <laughs> and hope. And hope and joy. Hopefully with spring renewal comes the renewal of licenses and butterflies. Yeah. Okay. So the reason we want to talk about spring is, well, I could just cry that spring is coming. You've yeah. all been here through my winter blues. blues, and spring is just the best. The symbolism of spring, I just feel like not only is the earth warming and the sun's coming out, and that smell, when you go out the first morning, you can know spring is coming. I, that is the best day of my life. And I feel like there's these moments where we can reconnect with the earth, become more grounded, and I think we can do that within ourselves as well. So... I think those two, the visualization of the earth becoming new, I think we can internalize that and see how we can find renewal in ourselves. And then also the reconnection and grounding 
with the earth, I also feel, I feel that anew in the spring because I try to find that in the winter, but it's like so hard Mm -hmm. to where we live because it's freezing and or there's snow everywhere and all the normal ways that I find connection and grounding are just way harder in the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it's almost like the real new year because I feel like the holidays and like January one, you just kind of feel like, Mm -hmm. and I don't have all this like new excitement of everything growing again. And it's sunny for me. Spring is my like ride the wave of goals. And I just feel more aligned in the spring than in the winter. I just kind of feel like me. Yeah. Well, and there is a natural energy to it. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast and but um, we talked to a lady about cyclical living one mm-hmm. time and, like, living with the seasons. Yeah, and that. there is natural, like, during the winter, it's natural to kind of, like, mm-hmm. hibernate a little bit. Totally. So then when spring does come with that energy that kind of, like, comes with the earth renewing, we do, there is, like, a natural energy. And I think it's cool because once you kind of, like, become aware of that, you can feel it. So it's kind of cool because this spring, totally. if you haven't, like, thought about that before, it is actually kind of cool to pay attention to this natural energy that comes because I, I can feel it like in your body and your soul. It's like this like revitalizing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's cool to think about. Yeah. This is the time where I feel the motivation starts to stir inside of me. And this is going to sound a little mm, woo woo, but consider who it's coming from. So I, as a kid used to stand by trees and like put my hands on them and think that they were talking to me. So <laughs> like, you know, this is this comes naturally to me, <laughs> and now I've renewed that practice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that still. Um, but if you so when I hike, I always, even in the winter time, like I touch, I touch things as I pass them and just like feel the feeling in my fingers, get their energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just kind of feel oh, yeah. their energy. And in the winter, it's a very dormant energy, right? And I sometimes have to hold still. I'm like. Uh, this is gonna make you sound really weird, but anyway, but I can you can like feel like deep down, it's kind of like a like this like brewing energy, down low beneath. vibration. Yeah, but in the springtime, so this is before the leaves even start poking out. If you start touching <laughs> trees and branches, this is why we don't have current driver's license. <laughs> so we're just touching this trees. All day. <laughs> but it's cool. You can start feeling. It's like a vibrating like. There's about to like burst with life. It is. A really cool feeling. So if you want to experiment with that, it's really a fun thing just to feel. And even in the ground, you can, like, feel it. Like, things start to, like, mm-hmm. move in the ground. If you can touch it with your actual feet or your hands or lay against put your ear against it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that sounds kind of silly, but it's a really fun practice when you're out with your kids. And when you start even to see, like, the little bit of leaves, take a minute with your kids or by yourself and just see, like, look at this amount of life that's about to come out of this end of this branch. It's just really yeah. cool to kind of tap into. You almost can't help but start feeling more energetic yourself when you yeah. notice all the life that's starting to just like come up. In fact, I was just hiking the other day. There's no leaves out still, but there are these little tiny, tiny flowers in the mountains right now that are blooming everywhere in the snow. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand how they have the tenacity mm-hmm. to do that frankly. Like, I'm like, what, where's your bravery? I mean, this mm-hmm. is incredible. There are these little purple flowers. I don't even know what they are. But when you start to notice it, you can't help it, but start to feel a little hopeful and like, oh yeah, I got this. Mm-hmm. Like totally. I, there's some energy that I can kind of tap into there. 
I will and, say, oh, oh, I was going to say, I will say too, it's fun because what you were talking about with your kids, I think I love doing that like before I have kids, like this, these kinds of things, like where you're being mindful outside. But with kids, it's so, it even adds like another layer of renewal because for them, it's like going around with a foreign person because for yeah. them, everything is new. So it's fun to do it with kids of like, um, I love doing this with Emmett where we like, We'll just kind of like look around, smell. Like I'm telling him, like, what do you smell? What do you see? And like, it's cute because he's just like experiencing kind of everything for the first time. And babies are like a whole other thing because they're just like enthralled with a blade of grass, you know, like that's mm-hmm. where they are. So I think kids is, is a really fun thing. This is a fun thing to do with kids. Besides you doing your own kind of like connecting with the earth and like feeling the springtime, it is so fun to do with kids. And they add like another layer yeah. of fun and energy to it. And you can ask them, hey, let's find things that are becoming more alive. And they start finding, and it's really cool what you can find. Little little blades of grass coming up through the snow and places where the leaves, you can see the leaves that have been like under the snow all year long. And you see these little things like budding up through it. It's so fun. And if for nothing else, if you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's not going to work for me. It's a little weird. <laughs> if for nothing else, teaching or mindfulness. Like those are, I think, all things that were kind of like, wanting to do more of like mm-hmm. like Caitlin's saying or just the simple fact of if I can bring my mind into touching a leaf it's not off down a thought hole so mm-hmm. right just yeah. if, if we're getting yeah. off we're going off the path take what level of this <laughs> yes. go yes. where you want you don't have to be wanting to talk to a tree <laughs> yeah to like yeah. experience the but fun if you of, do yeah, of right. spring right yeah. you know what I mean and I did want to add too there is some really cool and we can put it in the email and the show notes for like if you want to maybe research because there is some cool stuff about and some of you guys might be familiar with it and some of you might not be but just grounding mm-hmm. in general there are some yeah. serious benefits to it, and there actually are like scientific studies yes. that back it up. Yes. So, and and it is hard to ground in the winter because there's snow mm-hmm. on the ground and it's freezing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. great time to start grounding. Good for you and your kids. And we could even go into a whole other thing there. But there are yeah. some really cool studies. Even if you like, this is like a little bit out there. There are actually some really cool things that back up just like being connected to the earth mm-hmm. and through grounding is one way to do it. And you can do it really easily in the spring. So, totally. I just wanted say amen to grounding. <laughs> grounding it's a huge I find in the winter time my energy is naturally up like I swirl around inside myself and so I notice the lack of grounding in the winter because it's just mm-hmm. not as pleasant I still don't wear shoes very often but mm-hmm. I, it's not pleasant like I don't enjoy going and standing in the freezing cold ground mm-hmm. but I miss I can tell I'm actually missing it like my thoughts and mm-hmm. so that's just anecdotal but there is some really cool scientific stuff out yeah. there about grounding I mean kids that have autism benefit from grounding. I mean, it's just, there is, like, our bodies actually do need that connection to the earth. Yeah. And this is a good time. Felicia kind of brought up goals. I just want to say that this is, I mean, I I do my kind of habit solidifying in January because it's a nice time to do it. But this is the time of year where I really think, what do I want to get done this year? Like, that takes some motivation. What big things I kind of expand, expand my vision to, like, a, Let's choose, and for me, that means one, just to be clear. That mm-hmm. means one thing. Um, but just, like, what do I want to be my big focus for the next? And I actually only say it for the next six months because I don't. In the winter time, it is more of, like, an incubation time, and it doesn't mean you don't work on stuff still, but the motivation for it for me is none. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's what do I want to get done between now and fall? What big, like, thing is going to light my fire that I want to get done? And I like to start it in the springtime. And... I also, I'm going to link the instructions for this, but 
my meditation in the spring changes around the spring equinox, which you know is where you have equal daylight. Um, I like to do, I like to leading up to it, do this meditation where I kind of think of three things that I'm wanting to manifest for the next six months. And then, and again, I'll link these instructions, but I just want to say them here in case anybody's interested. Ooh, maybe, should I do a guided meditation about this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll do the guided meditation, but I will just tell you briefly what it is now. You visualize the thing that you want. So you have to think about it a few days ahead of time because you want to really think about these three items or you can just choose one. I wouldn't do more than three though. And then you, when you kind of go into your meditation, so you know, you do a little breathing to get into it and then you picture an actual screen and this is cool, this cool brain science stuff. You picture the screen um, just in your forehead, but you shine the screen back to the back of your like where your brainstem is, kind of your medulla oblongata area. So it's like you're creating this TV inside of your head, and you picture it, and you feel it, and then you do that three separate times with your three different items. And it's just fun because it's a different kind of meditation. I actually don't do this kind of meditation anytime besides in the springtime, and I do it on the – I think about the things I want, I want to manifest, and then I do it on the spring equinox. And then for me, I actually like to do it a few times. But then it's funny. I don't even do it for the rest of the year, but it's fun to look back at the stuff because – Oftentimes I'm like, oh, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, that was powerful because you, you planted in your head at a really powerful time of year. And so like using the power of yeah, yourself and yeah. energy. And I've heard a lot of people when they talk about meditation <laughs> teachers specifically, when they talk about meditation in the springtime and um, there's just so many cool things happening in the spring. I feel like I'm getting really energetic stuff here happening right now. We're so I'm hoping that you're okay with this, <laughs> but I mean, I remember one meditation teacher saying, I've always wondered why in the springtime my meditations feel so much better. And she had assumed it was because <clears throat> so many religions across the whole world have really holy things happening in the springtime. I mean, for me, Easter, I love Christmas from a spiritual standpoint. Love it. But Easter to me is even more powerful because it doesn't have all the other stuff that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. I can just focus in on the really spiritual practice of Easter. But, I mean, a lot of religions have stuff happening in the spring that's really sacred. So she was like, I just thought everybody was becoming more spiritual in the spring, and that's why. And I think there's an aspect to that. There's the kind of this fun collective, everybody's tapping into their spiritual Higher selves source, more. Yeah. But then also what's happening actually in the earth around us. There's just some really cool stuff. If you haven't meditated before, this is a great time to start, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. or to deepen your practice or recommit to it or, or whatever. I, I mean, some of my, I'm like having flashbacks now to some of my really, my favorite meditations I've ever experienced in my life have been during this time of year. Yeah. So. Which also just for those listening, March 20th is this equinox. So it's coming sure. up. Yeah. It's coming up in just yeah. a couple weeks. So you've got some time to yeah. kind of ponder yeah. and get And ready. maybe in the show notes of this episode, we have several meditation practice stuff that we've done throughout the last couple of years that we've posted where you literally just push play <laughs> and it's just me walking you through what to think and what to breathe and how to do it. So if you're new to meditation, we'll link all those episodes to this one so that you, if you're like, hey, you know, I want to give it a try, then it's an easy, low-hanging fruit to give it a try. And I will say with the, as we're talking about goals and renewal, something to note that is reflective of nature is the trees don't go from dead to like this, like, giant hue with the huge leaves like it's like we see this like tiny little bud and it's slow and it's gentle and they're not like putting all these expectations on themselves to like 
become the, one second. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the energy of spring that I really like when it comes to goals is like it just feels authentic and like a way to to realign but in a gentle and forgiving way so as we're talking about this don't be like oh my gosh I gotta get my meditations in line like we don't it's not that January energy that's like hit the gym it's I just feel like spring is a different energy and Honestly, for me, it's subtle. It's like you're catching yeah. the wave. Yeah, it's already happening. Totally, so you might as well just kind of let just, it just let ride, it you. just ride. Yeah, and I think it it reminds me every single spring. I'm like, wait, I don't have to like prove my worth through working and like hustle and like do. It's it's more like that's. Oh gosh, we're going woo woo today. <laughs> but the energy the of air. the sun is like telling me like. You have it all. You already are all these things. Like, just, yeah, write it. Like, follow your authenticity into what you're going to become. It's just like that energy is so aligning for me. Like, I, I just feel like I see clear when I do when I do manifest or goals or anything this time of year. You know, I just thought of a metaphor came to my mind as you were talking. So, you know how in the spring, so where we live, we live by mountains. And in the springtime, the snow starts melting from the top of the mountains and it sometimes it goes directly into creeks oftentimes where we live it goes through the stone mm-hmm. and comes up through springs it's incredible and I have I actually have a v- low-grade obsession with when water comes out of the earth I mean I'm like the person on a hike where I'm like whoa there's a spring I gotta go off the trail to find where it comes out of the earth because it's just fascinating to me and it's beautiful and it's oh my gosh I like anyway I like to drink it but <laughs> literally don't be scared, don't be scared. <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. um but what I was just thinking as you were talking about that is when we're talking about kind of riding the wave we're not forcing we're not forcing ourselves into this kind of stuff we're just tapping into the flow mm-hmm. so the flow is already happening in the spring right the water's coming down the creeks are getting like they're gonna in the next month our creeks going to be literally overflowing and flooding places like it happens every year you know what I mean there's just the flow is coming down so to me the spring energy is like let's hop in instead of like still trying to walk up the river yeah just hop in and be open and intentional about where you want it to take you but it's yeah it's more of a ride it's not a forcing like let's just Mm -hmm. but it's like it's so cool because it's already happening yes it's happening all around us it's just kind of like let's let's let it and let's not Let's not do the, and I guess with the walking up the river is, I feel like sometimes we're just trying so hard to force ourselves. Usually when we're trying to force ourselves into a specific image, it's usually because we're looking at ourselves through those mirrors that we were talking about in a couple episodes ago. I feel like that's when I start feeling that, like, I'm going against the flow. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm so focused on everybody else and their perceptions of me, right? But when I tap into myself, it is more of a flow, and I can actually give to the people who I love and be much more authentic about it. And it doesn't mean that you're not doing really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can do amazing things and accomplish incredible, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Still from that space of like, let's hop in. The flow's already happening. Let's hop in. Yeah, and I think if we're looking like concrete practices, I think now's a good time to, you know, do some sort of, even if it's, a, you know, half of a day where you get a babysitter to, to look at, well, first thing, get off or delete any social media or outside input. I like to do that for a little bit in the spring so that when I'm manifesting, creating goals, it's like not Ooh, from an outside source. that's a beautiful, I, I love the practice of Lent. 
that a lot of yeah, different specific totally. religions do. I've never, like, I've never practiced it myself exactly the same way that specific religions do. But but I love the concept mm-hmm. of Lent. So I actually do. For me, leading up to the, for me, it's always leading up to uh, the first part of April, which for me is when, like, in my specific religion, we do a lot of like, you know, we we listen to a lot of things and. For me, it's leading up to that. I do actually like to give up something. And giving up, that's actually brilliant because it makes space. The cool thing about giving up something before you really do some cool intentional work is it creates this vacuum inside of you. Mm -hmm. And then you get to fill it with what you want. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so before I've, you know, I've done things like in the past, me and my husband will do things like, you know, we change what we watch at night Mm -hmm. to something that's inspiring instead of just entertaining Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is. Or sometimes I'll even... One year I did, instead of, I didn't listen to music with any words. And I only did this for a week. Lent is 40 days. I just do a week. But I just did no no words because mm. I only wanted instrumental because I wanted my brain to, like, kind of uh, quiet. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, just little things. Like, just think of something. But I love the idea. Yes. If you got off social media for even just a week, yeah, you kind of create that space before you go in intentionally and really kind of do some cool thought yeah. work. That's it brilliant. Like a clean space. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. it. And it's so interesting because I feel like sometimes spring, like they talk about like spring cleaning. So you like clean your house, you let in fresh air. But I love, this is what we're talking about, like kind of cleaning mental. yourself, like mental, spiritual, yeah. like cleaning, getting the fresh in so that you mm-hmm. can like be kind of your best self and let that energy take you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, if I can plan in some alone time. And then also I love to do a little spring getaway with just my family and it can be like, a night like we just we just went to a town a few hours south that's a lot warmer just barely for a few days and I I just feel like there's a lot of like reigniting in the spring and I like to look at reevaluate recommit to myself my family because all of a sudden it's summer and and it's kind of crazy yeah it's crazy and if you don't have like your intention going into summer I feel like it's just like whoa like hats off like everything's crazy but like, make a plan what you want kind of your spring as your kids get out of school, if you have kids in school, and summer to look like. And because if we don't have those intentions, then we can't set the boundaries around what we want it to look like. And then it just ends up like a show, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And I think, for me, this also helps me realize what's my energy and time going to be in those spaces and we have like strong feelings about how our energy is with summer you know like Terrellyn's way different than mine and what we want to do what will make us happy and what we'll be enjoying is is way different but if we don't plan ahead we'll never we won't align with that and for me I look to summer and I'm like it is kids are home all the time so do we expect to be having the same output as we do other times of year for me no so it's like, how can I be gentle with myself? You'll probably be hearing some. We've talked about, I think we're going to be refreshing some of our episodes from our archive and things like that, where it's like we can build, we can plan and build in these practices of less work if, if that's what your energy is. Or maybe it's, you're like, man, in the summer, I'm just like feeling it. I'm going to have a babysitter these hours of the day because I want to do this thing or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. But it's just having be that time to realign, that. be intentional what do I want for this next season? Mm. Yeah, set those intentions so that you are feeling. Yeah, because it's so true. Summer just whizzes by. So it's kind of one of those things that if you don't take the time, yes, it can just go by and then. Totally. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I just want to thank you all for listening to Find the Magic. We are so, so thankful for you, our amazing listeners, and we think of you as some of our best friends. This was a review that I read recently that I absolutely loved. It said, the only podcast I religiously listen to. This podcast saved my motherhood. I listen doing laundry, walking, making dinner, sneaking those AirPods in so no one bothers me wherever I can. The mamas are like having coffee with best friends. And can I just insert here... I love this. Amen. They keep it so real. And during the pandemic, bless you girls, this time is so challenging. Sometimes I feel like I am barely getting by, but they make me laugh because they remind you that everyone is going through this thing called life and motherhood even now. Hugs and love from MJ. I just absolutely love this review and these reviews mean the world to us and we read every single one of them. So not only do they mean so much to us, but they actually really do help us here at Find the Magic. So I want to invite you guys, if you haven't already left a review for the podcast, we would love for you to because it truly does help us grow the podcast. And we just want to thank you all our friends for listening and for being here with us. So we want to get into some, uh, on another note, some traditions that we love in the spring and summer that can cultivate this energy of renewal and fun inside your your family. What we love about spring traditions and summer traditions is no pressure. Yeah. Do it. Don't do it. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. It's just great. Yeah. All of it's just good old-fashioned fun. <laughs> yeah. The reason why we were excited about doing some traditions for this time of year, because we've done a traditions episode about kind of like the Halloween Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of that, which is so fun and really exciting. But then there's like some really fun, even smaller holidays that some people overlook during this time of year that is really fun. And just to reiterate, we've talked about this before, but some of the reasons why traditions can be fun and not just fun, but meaningful and bring some meaning into your life is just that it creates a sense of belonging for your kids. Like in short, there's a few books that really talk about this, but it can be a really fun, sometimes it can be a really like low investment way to bring a really fun feeling and energy into your home. Mm-hmm. And so some of the examples that we have are either ones that we have done growing up or even that some friends have done. And like Felicia said, it's nice because some of them really are like pretty low investment. There's zero pressure. <laughs> and I think with any of these, because I think sometimes when when we can hear something like this, it's like, oh man, I don't want to add like another something that I need to do to like bring this. So this is one of those things that as we say this, it's like you can take it or leave it just like with anything. But if it feels fun to you, then yeah, like bring it in and like let it be a fun thing for you and your family. And if you're like, that seems like too much for me right now, then just let it go and don't even worry about it again. These are zero pressure ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so with this episode posting, it's posting right before uh, St. Patty's Day. We thought it'd be fun to start with this a little bit. And there are some fun things, um, some fun things that I have started doing with my kids with St. Patty's Day is, like, we do have a little bit of Irish, like, what's the word? Ancestry. I think that's what I'm looking for. 
Um, and I think I've like read a lot of really cool things about like when we are able to tell stories about our past and like our people in the past, it, it also brings that sense of belonging for our kids. And so last year for St. Patty's Day, I actually like reached out to my dad. I'm like, who is our, like, I was trying to look it up. I'm like, who are our Irish like ancestors? And like, what's some things there? And so we do have like one guy and I know only like a small story about him, but I thought it'd be fun to like talk about it and like talk about a little bit of like where we came from. So that's like something simple Mm -hmm. that um, obviously like not everybody has Irish descent, but that was like something fun that we did. And I think I want to continue it and almost like have it be a day of remembering kind of like we come from like a lot of European descent. So I think kind of like a fun day to remember a little bit of that. So that's Mm -hmm. something that we did last year that I thought was really fun. Mm -hmm. And, and also the corned beef and cabbage, this recipe is from Tara Lynn. But it actually is fantastic. I feel like sometimes when you hear corned beef, it's like, that doesn't really sound I love really corned beef. That when people are like, and about corned beef, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. It's good. And the recipe that I have from Terra Lynn is like really delicious. So even people that don't like corned beef actually yeah. really like it. Mm-hmm. So this is like a fun food that we can, we can put in the email. So if you're not signed up for our email yet, you can sign up for it and it'll be in there. Because it is like a fun thing that you can do. And it's, yeah, it's very easy. So I feel like it actually is kind of like a low hanging. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something a little different on St. Patty's Day, it's something you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And just to know what you're going to make for dinner is quite right? fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we'll put it in our website too, which is findthemagic.co. Yes. So, yeah, I I actually didn't grow up eating corned beef and cabbage. But then as an adult, I like experimented until I found a recipe that I really liked. And it's so easy. But I like to, for my kids, classic I like on St. Patrick's Day morning just to throw dye in whatever it is that I'm making. Yeah. So if it's pancakes, great. If it's eggs, great. If it's just cereal, throw it in the milk. You know, like it's a zero effort, but they just think it's so fun that everything's green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this tradition that I want to mention, this is fabulous because I don't do anything for it. It's actually a zero work thing for me. And this is just the concept of letting your kids do whatever they, like what comes for them. So for example, like I have friends who have leprechauns who come to their house and they do really elaborate stuff. Like they, they kind of make some uh, mischief. And, oh, you know, sometimes I actually will put green dye in my milk from my friend. Because my friend has a really my friend has a really magical leprechaun that comes to her house. And this magical leprechaun does not come to my house. But sometimes, if I remember, I'll drop <laughs> some green dye in the milk. So then when they wake up in the morning, there's green milk. <laughs> but I don't, even, I don't even say the story. Like, I don't even say anything about it. But um, as... When my kids were really little, again, my neighbor, she was so, and she's so creative. And they were like, why does a leprechaun come to Kelsey's house, but not to our house? (laughs) Right? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, (laughs) one of my other friends was there. And she's like, it's because we're Irish. She has really bright red hair. And she's like, it's because we're Irish. That's why the leprechaun doesn't come to our house. Like, we're spared or whatever. But anyway, my kids were like, that sounds really fun. And in Lydia, when she was in first grade, they actually made a leprechaun trap at school. So she came home with this leprechaun trap. And in my mind, I was like, hold on. I'm not doing any extra stuff here. Like, I don't want to, like, start a tradition of – because I don't really want to be an elaborate leprechaun myself, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to, like, start something. But it was so fun. She set out this trap. She put some gold coins out. And guess what? All I had to do, guys, was just in the morning I just, like – moved the door so it looked like it was shut and I ate some of the gold coins Mm -hmm. it was no work for me but they woke up and they're like oh my gosh some of the gold coins are gone and look the door is shut one one year I actually tipped it over you know because there was a scuffle (laughs) 
So I'm talking, this took me 10 seconds. It was just going along with my kids, though. And now, some years they do it, some years they don't. But my kids, on their own, I never even bring it up. Sometimes they're like, hey, let's make a leprechaun trap. And just the making of it is so fun That's for cute. them, right? They That's just, fun. like, because anytime you give them a bunch of cardboard boxes, kids are so happy, right? My and, kids have now joined in, and, and it's, ropes. like, a thing. I mean, there's ropes. They're serious. <laughs> and there's chocolate involved. So, I mean, it's really a win-win situation for me because I get chocolate, and it takes no work because, again, there's never any leprechaun I actually catch. It's just me, like, with my foot as I go to bed, like, oh, that trap stepped over. Great. You know? Yeah, totally. So, and that's more just letting, kind of letting your kids go along with whatever thing they want. And I never instigated it, but it's kind of great because it's now we do have a cool leprechaun that comes to our house and it's no work for me. I like that. You know? I think that's super so cute. So it's kind of going along with it. And so anyway, if you want, you can either let your kids come up with whatever they want. What I'm saying is I almost was going to fight against it. Like, no, no. Like when she brought it home, I was like, oh. I don't know if I want to have a leprechaun tradition. Mm-hmm. But then I just went with it. It's turned into something really fun. But as I'm saying that, I think that even if your kids don't come up with it, but you like the idea, you can say, hey, guys, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've heard of this. I didn't do it as a kid, but I've heard that if you make a trap, yeah, if that sounds fun to you. Trap. And if it doesn't, don't do it. But the key is, I cannot emphasize enough, this is a zero work tradition for me. I do yes. nothing. I just get to watch their little creative minds do whatever they want, and I kick over a trap at night yeah I (laughs) think with all these traditions it's like if you like to cook maybe you do the corned beef one if you're a more crafty person maybe you do I don't know because I'm not a crafty person but it is these holidays are so nice because it's what do I love whatever you want yeah if you don't like expectations yeah Yeah. and if you don't like it don't do it don't force yourself into crafty stuff but so my friend the one who I just mentioned I she is truly like at her core this amazing like creative crafts just like bubble out of her mm-hmm. and so to her it lit her fire right to do yeah. these really cool creative things her, that her leprechaun would make and I love that I think that's yeah. so fun so the cool thing about this yeah you just if it lights your fire then you're like yeah let's do this and your kids are gonna love it yeah so yeah but there's and no I, pressure and it's true I think what we mentioned there are zero expectations for these holidays whereas sometimes Christmas you know there's there's some expectations yeah. there so I think that sometimes adds the pressure but I love it that this these ones don't really have that I have one more to add to St. Patty's that I haven't done, but I have it on the way. Amazon to the rescue. I have a friend who, she just does this all year round, which I think is fantastic. But I thought it would be a fun time to start it. They make rainbow window clings. So it's just a... What's a window cling? It's just like a sticky film. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That covers your window. And when the light comes in, it makes rainbows. Ooh, fun. So I'll link it. It hasn't come yet, but I've seen it in her house and it is like magical. That's cool. And what a better holiday. Okay, wait, sorry. I just want to make sure. Is it like the gooey clings? No. Or like like a like a like a thin sticker. Uh, sticker. Yeah. Sticker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like a f- I like that. aluminum ish. Anyways, we'll link fun. it. I want mine hasn't come yet, but I'm so excited. Oh you know you could also do okay, I've actually seen a video of that. That makes me want it too. Um <laughs> but you know that's making me think. So again, I keep referring to I don't even remember what episode was it. When we came up with the metaphor of mirrors and prisms. Yes. Radical acceptance part one. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. okay, well, we'll link it. But the whole idea is we don't want to be living our lives looking in mirrors that are distorted. We want to break the mirrors. And then mm-hmm. we want to be a prism mm-hmm. to shine light to other people. 
We could do prisms. Again, Amazon. What are they? Like yes. a dollar? Yes. And give your kids little prisms in March around like, like, a fun, like yes. fall of the rainbow yes. kind of thing. And yeah. just let them like go around making rainbows places. Ooh. That'd be fun. That could be we'll fun. We'll have some links. I've never like thought that. about doing rainbow stuff yeah. this time of year. I like year, that. That adds a whole other dimension. Whole other More than just green. Why not all of them? And look That's for true. rainbows in the sky because there's a lot. There's more rain. rain. I feel like there are more rainbows in the springtime because you got rain happening you have rain happening and sun. Yeah, I like I'm it. I'm liking that. Um, Tradition's just coming out. Soothing. <laughs> That's fun. Okay, and another, so then moving past, so this, I think this episode is going to post right before St. Patty's Day, but another fun tradition that I haven't done, but I'm actually excited to do, is Pi Day. So this is a simple one, but it's March 14th, and this is going to post oh, on March 14th. Oh, i in my calendar. So yes. you can either buy pies if you want to make a pie with your kids, which I think sounds kind of fun, but I'm also at a stage of life where that sounds a little more fun to me. Pizzas count as pies? Yes. Yeah, so plenty of things or you can do. Or going to Pizza Pie Cafe. Going somewhere and eating pies. <laughs> plenty of things you can do. You can bring pies to people like that you want to be nice. So anyway, you can do what you want with it. But fun, simple holiday that actually isn't really a holiday that you can actually just do something and fun delicious. about. And delicious. And delicious. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's going to the calendar. I'm all about that, of a holiday that I can, in, not invent, but that I can introduce to my family that just involves eating yummy food that takes no work. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like Thanksgiving, but Check in the spring. Off, but not quite <laughs> Thanksgiving. More just the pie part. But with the no work part. <laughs> in fact, not Thanksgiving, really. really. <laughs> this sounds great. I'm in. Yeah, Easy let's, Thanksgiving. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. So probably my most favorite of the spring holidays is Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's so, so fantastic. So it really is. And I've, our family has rode the waves of um, Easter traditions that have been passed down. You know, we have like a big family Easter egg hunt, which can I say, I grew up going to uh, community Easter egg hunts. Thought that's what everybody did. But, and then we would have, like, in our backyard, like, five eggs or whatever. You know, like, that and that. But Parker's family does, uh, these guys' family, the Allens, do a slightly, a little bit bigger Easter egg hunt where it's, like, a few groups of families. And it is the perfect size. It's really fun. So if you have, like, siblings that have kids, like, maybe you team up and and just meet in a field with, like, some eggs that are already pre-filled. I don't know if this is, like, a thing that normal people do, but... There's a slightly bigger than that, but now actually it's back to that, yeah. right? Anyways, long story short, I love that tradition for Easter egg hunt. It's like not crazy, and you don't have to be there like at some random time that the city says. Like you can set it up on your own terms, but it's a little more fun, the excitement of more people than just your kids. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that I do enjoy. If you're looking to create a new type of Easter egg hunt. Yeah, and that it's, it is like, so it's my grandma's, her sisters and all their descendants. So it is kind of, it's a bigger, and it's gotten bigger, obviously, as people yes. have children. So, but it's fun because it's like, at least with our kids, it's like they only see those people the one time of year. So it is right. kind of like this element of like, we don't do this all the time. It is bigger, but it's not, it's like still, yeah, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. And I think we've mentioned this before, but I just want to throw it out there for those of you who have older children. My parents have done this and they have turned our Easter egg hunts into actual competitions. It started with the first year my dad did a Hunger Game competition, like where we literally. He had like weapons on the tramp that was the cornucopia, and we had to like run on the whistle and get them. It was so fun. So, so fun. But not, and that actually takes some work though, so that's not (laughs) sounding fun to you. Then another thing my parents have done is they just, they have a kid, like Easter egg hunt for the kids, which, you know, has candy in it or whatever. 
But they have a grown-up Easter egg hunt where they put money in it. It's and, a high-stakes Easter egg hunt. It's and it's fun. intense. I mean, we're pushing each other out of the way. Sometimes people get tackled. Like some injuries occasionally. Yeah, I like guess <laughs> it just makes it really fun. So what I'm saying is, you can even make it fun for adults, and it doesn't. I'm not or if you have adult like kids and like teenage teenagers, well, they would probably. Yeah. I, I love still that. remember, yeah. guys. And me and Parker energy. are still feeling bitter feelings. I'm speaking for you, Parker. <laughs> One day, so we were teenagers, and me and Parker, my brother, had lost our luster because. Caitlin was so much younger than us, and she was so cute. So we were like, oh, we just let her get the eggs. You know, because we're not going to knock her over to get eggs because she's so much smaller than us. Yeah. My parents, one year, changed it to money without telling us. Oh. So, yeah, we're not motivated by Easter-colored M&Ms, but we sure were motivated by money. <laughs> so we just, like, let her pick up the eggs. You know, we get, like, three, and she gets a whole basket full. She starts opening up the eggs, and she got, like, what, I don't know, like, $40. <laughs> and me and Parker were like, Wait. <laughs> How did you not tell us? Like, we were so upset. Like, oh I cannot believe. And ever since then, Easter egg hunts. No been, mercy. Yeah, there's no mercy. It's like, we shall get this. Yeah. So, anyway, I love that. And something that my mother in law does that I love on Easter time is she also does a hunt in her backyard. And it's so fun. But she always gives us a book. It's like mm. an Easter book. And it just goes for us adults. So, oh, I love it because I look forward to it. And it's always a spiritual book. And so I always look forward to, like, what is she going to choose? Mm-hmm. And, and it's always that. these beautiful, meaningful idea. books about Christ. Because for us, Easter and Christ, I mean, that's the whole, all these things we've just talked about are the really fun things. But the reason why I love Easter so much is because, for me, it's a time that I can really focus on Christ in a way that I try to at Christmas time. But I feel like... Easter and even the concept of Holy Week I really love where you focus on like the last you know days of Christ's life and we talk about as a family and I don't know I really so that's something I love that she does is we I can look forward to getting a book on Easter it's not just about candy I like that I get a book from her and then I also love incorporating the practice of Holy Week and I'll link I have a book that I use that's just it's literally it's like Holy Week for young families and it's kind of just fun ways you can kind of incorporate if you if if you are in the Christian world and that's something that resonates with you, then um, it's just is a really fun way to incorporate it with your kids. Yeah. You know, palm leaves and yeah. you know, what is Palm Sunday? You know, it's really it's a fun way that it makes it really accessible and fun for your kids. That's yeah. not hard. Like we, you know, it isn't hard stuff. I am um, in addition to that. There's also because. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of different things that you can do during Holy Week, and I'm sure there's plenty of different guides that can help you too, but I recently in the last year or two found, it's like a video, like they're like video segments for each day, and they kind of talk about yeah. like a, so it's like for Palm Sunday, they you know, you go and get a branch, and then anyway, they have like things, and they have the scriptures that go with it, and, and then there's usually kind of like a fun, when I say activity, that's almost too strong of a word, but kind of a thing like an object lesson yeah Yeah. that you can like do again with your kids and it is it is really fun and one of them is um like a food thing so there's like there's different things with it and I just started even two years ago so Emmett was a baby so it was actually more for like me and I wanted to do it but I think it's going to be more fun as my kids grow because they'll be able to really participate with it but um I'll also post that in the in the show notes slash in the email, there's going to be, like, a lot of stuff. But I've liked those videos, too, because they're probably, like, two to three minutes each. It gives kind of a rundown of what you can do for Holy Week. And it also, I feel like it's really brought this beautiful spirit into the whole week leading up to Easter rather than simply even just the day. So I've really, yeah. I have really enjoyed that in my house. 
And can I just add to that? The idea that I used to be, I used to think that books, in fact, I still think, I still think books are better than movies. However, I feel like just this last year, I've really gained an appreciation for the medium of film as art. Specifically, when you're really trying to teach your children something, I think I thought movies were entertaining and beautiful, and of course they moved me. But, I mean, I still, with books, like we read the book before we watch the movie with my kids. But specifically about spiritual things, I mean, just this week we were watching The Chosen, which is beautiful. A series on VidAngel, which is an app. It's so good. That, I mean, they portrayed a piece of Christ's life that I've heard hundreds of times that I feel like I already had a relationship with. But the way they portrayed it, I mean, I, like, both me and my husband look over each other, and we're both just, like, tears are, like, going down our face right before we went to church. Like, there's something really, I don't know. It made me think, I might have been discounting the media, like, the the medium that film is to help my kids to teach them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, anyway, and there's so many, whatever your religion is or whatever your spiritual practice is, I think there's there's just really cool stuff. Yeah with movies and film that you can mm-hmm. watch. So instead yeah. of watching... And it's at our fingertips. We yeah. have it. Yeah. So, and like I was saying with me and my husband, like it is kind of fun to, like we take a break from our entertaining show and maybe watch, oh, there's also a film, I mean, it's just a TV show, it's called AD on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's just about, it's about after Christ's life. Just the, it, I mean, his, it's historical it's like it just gives you this whole perspective of it's so good. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. Like just that taking one. a break from my regular just entertainment, entertainment, and learn a little more, go a little deeper. So anyway, that's another thing just to consider is just change what you watch for a little bit, depending on what your religion is, your spiritual practices. But something that goes along with that and helps you deepen there a little bit. It's a really cool medium that I think I haven't been really giving it credit. Yeah, I think the like symbolism of spring, whether I mean, you can incorporate both, but there's, like, a religious aspect, obviously, and you can follow what, day, what like, theme in this Holy Week day is something I can bring into my family. Or there's, like, the whole earth is renewing, and really they go hand in hand. Like, I just think they complement each other. So, like, so many cool themes to incorporate into your family during this time of year. And you get to pick, like, what is aligning with you and your family what you want. Just so fun. There's a whole cornucopia there (laughs) to choose from. The other thing, this is um, not spiritual. I should have said this when we were talking about the cool stuff. Like the, sorry, not the cool, sorry, <laughs> wrong word. About like, the, like about fun fluffy, stuff. fluffy stuff. Um, is just coloring eggs. I do love doing that. Oh, yeah. I like personally yeah. enjoy doing it. In fact, last year we did it with all of the kids and I was, was like, not enjoyable I actually wanted like my own coloring. So I think I'm going to do two sessions. I think I'm going to do a kid's session and then I might just save a few eggs just for me to color my own the way I want to because with a ton of kids doing it, it's like the colors get mixed up. And then, and then everything looks like poop. <laughs> yes. It's so, just brown. So I think I'm going to do two sets. Dinosaur eggs, as they're called. <laughs> I'm going to do my own, and then I'm going to have the children enjoy it as well. But that's a fun thing. Also, just speaking of fun things, I haven't done this for years, but I think I want to do it this year because my girls will love it. You take a raw egg. You poke one side with a needle and the other side with a needle several times to make the hole a little big. Mm-hmm. Then you blow out the egg. You can you don't have to waste it. You can actually put like make scrambled eggs with it or whatever. Oh. The kids love that process because it's so fun because you're literally blowing out inside of an egg then you have these little empty they're empty eggs now and you can color them however you want for me and my kids i think i'm gonna actually get out like watercolor paints and we can paint them Ooh. but then the cool thing is and you then they're decorations 
because yes. they don't have you food don't have to keep them in the fridge. Yeah. You know? Like and that. when we've done them in the past, I mean they didn't last more than like a season or two. You know, we I think we put them out one year and then the next year put them out and they so they don't That's have to fun. last long. But it's kind of fun because you could do it, you know, several weeks before and then they can sit out as a cute little thing and your kids have made this decoration and you've eaten the yummy fun scrambled eggs from it. Anyway, that's a really I like that. I haven't done I that for several years, that. but it's easy and fun. And you don't have to do paints. I mean, give them some crayons. No, mm-hmm. that would probably break them. Well, and even just the watercolor, sorry, not watercoloring, like the egg dye dye that you can get at the store for like three oh, yeah. bucks. Yeah, you could do that. You can also make really pretty things out of or that. Or markers. And, or marker. Yeah, yeah, there's so many, yeah. so many. But the blowing options. out is really fun for kids. I didn't I even mean, know about that. It's satisfying for me as an adult. It's fun. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Okay, so next awesome holiday during spring is Earth Day. It's usually April 20th, I believe. And this is fun. Disney used to put out a movie every day, every year in theaters that was like a cool, something cool about the Earth. And those are good. I don't know if they're doing something this year, but if they're not, you can like, I mean, there's plenty of movies that I'm sure you can find. Like there's Planet Earth. There's so many different things that are fun that I think are really interesting to look at. And I think kids really love it too. So like that's a fun thing to do. Either you can go to the movie theater and watch it if they have one or watching a movie like that at home. And then something that I always really love to do is also like, like, we, like, go for a walk and, like, pick up litter or maybe a hike and pick up litter. Just something to, like, take care of our earth because I think it's, like, a an earth appreciation gratitude day. Yeah. Uh, can I just recommend, I mean, there's so many, there's so many cool, amazing nature shows. But one that my kids really love, it's called One Strange Rock. And it's oh, with Will Smith, Smith, right? Yeah. And it's one of the cooler, like, if you're looking at the earth as a whole, it's kind of from the view of astronauts. It's really cool. Cool. And those Earth Day ones that they've put out in the past have been amazing, too. So Yeah. Um, I know also another fun thing is, like, planting a plant, too. Like, you know, like, oh. just, like, something that's kind of earthy. And there are some, like, really fun, like, if you go, I know Target has these. You can go, and for, I think it's, like, two bucks, you get these little tiny pots that come with, like, the dirt and the seeds and the instructions for how to grow it. Mm. And the seeds, like, pop up within five days. So it's really fun for kids because... Within a short amount of time, they can water every day, and then within five days, there's already, like, little green plants coming up. So that's a really easy something. I know Target has it. I'm sure other stores do, too. But mm-hmm. Target has it in their little, like, dollar sections, if you guys know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, which is fun. I'll also link. Um, this is really fun to do with kids, but you can buy their pre-made like made herb gardens. Mm-hmm. So it comes with the pots, with the thing they go in, with the seeds, with the dirt. So, again, it's you don't have to buy anything else. And my kids, it's fun because we just go outside and they plant them. And then, and then for months, you actually in the kitchen. They're cutting their own herbs, fun. which is really. Oh, I fun. like that. Yeah. Like so that. I'll link. I have one that I've used before. That's fun. I'll link it's just on Amazon, but it's yeah. just a fun if you're wanting to just plant something that's easy with your kids, and, and then and then let them, the rewards. Yeah, yeah, let them actually experience eating it after. It's really fun. I love that. Another fun, just like fun tradition that I actually started doing in high school with friends is Cinco de Mayo. So May fifth is kind of just like a fun, simple one, but. And you can obviously do whatever you want with it. Like, you can have, like, Mexican food. You can have, like, a fun party. Um, This is kind of, like, I was trying to remember why we did this. And then my friend that we used to do it with, she reminded me. So we used to go to, there's a pond, like, Farmington Pond is near us. And in high school, we would go on Cinco de Mayo. And we would swing in the pond five times. Like, there's a swing that used to be there. And we would, like swing into the pond five times and that was just like a fun thing but then she obviously like I sometimes miss the symbolism and why we're doing it because she was like oh we do it because it was like you sink like sink 
on Cinco de Mayo, like you sink into water. And I was like, oh, I just thought we were just jumping in for fun. But anyway, so that's like something simple. Again, you could do whatever you wanted with it, but that was way fun that we used to do. And I was like, man, I need to do that like again with my kids. I don't know if that rope swing's still there though, because I've been looking for it, but I'm sure we could put up a rope swing and do something fun. It's gone. But anyway, that's a fun one, easy to do. You can eat some yummy Mexican food and a simple thing to do in the spring. And then the last one that I really love, like in the spring, summer is the solstice, which is the longest day of the year, which I think is usually June 21st, but I'm going to check on that. But, um, some fun things. So I actually used to work for an outdoor gear company called Cotopaxi for those who are familiar. And it was really fun because they always did this really fun thing where on that day, like people didn't really work on that day. It was like, you would try to be outside for as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And so like, pretty much just use the day to like do everything outside. So it's like mm-hmm. you can like camp, like some people would do like a sunrise hike. So they were up before sunrise and then they would just like do all the stuff. So like you could be outside for the longest amount possible. So anyway, so that's actually just like another fun thing to do. Mm, that is fun. And I just looked it up. It is June 21st this year. Okay. The solstice. I, this isn't my tradition, but it's one that I have benefited from. And that is in my old neighborhood, I had a neighbor who did, she did a fairy tea party every summer solstice. Oh, that's fun. Which is so fun. fun. Now, I don't think I'm ever going to do this because it's a lot of work, but it was amazing to attend. Mm. So if this, if this is part of your jam, it's really fun because she'd do, I mean, like literally she had like little, little tarts that she bought from, you know, neaters or whatever. And she just had like a whole table of just cute little foods, like kind of fairy foods. And then she'd have different things. Like one year we made fairy lanterns, like just with jars and little fairy lights we put in the lanterns. And then one year we made like, she just had a bunch of like flower stuff and we made flower wreaths or something. And then all the little girls, and she invited all the girls in the neighborhood, even no matter how small they were. So there's little toddlers walking around in like Cute. fairy dresses, right? Mm-hmm. And she wore, she like the adult, the adults, the that I went with, none of us dressed up, but the hostess, you know, she had like full blown, like, I mean, fairy garb. And her whole thing was going back to the traditions of uh, like Britain and stuff mm-hmm. during this, the spring, sorry, the summer solstice. That it's just this magical fairy land night. So oh, for that. me, yeah, that's fun. For me, if I were to do that, I like the concept, but for me, I might just make it into like a girls' night. Like, girls, invite your friends over and we'll have some. Yummy food. Small treats. Yeah. Some, some small cheese. treats, and that's yeah. it. Like, that would probably be my equivalent of that. Yeah. But a fairy tea party was really fun that my neighbor used to do, and that I really appreciated so that she went to the work for it. But. Oh, guys. Spring and summer. It is truly so fun. It's makes And the best. Yes. Um, we hope this is inspiring. Not only all the fun things, but to find some, you know, like, energy, ride that wave into spring and summer. All right, guys. Let's find the magic. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>